Hi, welcome to the Career Refresh Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Griffin. I'm a former media and marketing executive turned career strategist and executive coach. I spent my career working my way up and through the ranks of global organizations and startups. And today I show others how to do the same. Join me each week as we discuss the strategies and actionable steps to leverage your strengths, increase your confidence, and develop your career well-being. Ready? Let's do it. Hey, you. Welcome back, and thanks for joining me this week. This week, I want to talk to you about a very common thought era that I'm guessing you probably are familiar with, and maybe you even do yourself. It's all or nothing thinking. It's one of the most common ways we sabotage ourselves at work and throughout many aspects of our lives. Psychologically speaking, all or nothing thinking is known as a cognitive distortion, right? There are numerous kinds of cognitive distortions, but all or nothing thinking is the most common. All or nothing is the assumption you make based on little evidence or without even considering the evidence. All or nothing thinking refers to thinking in the extremes. The more you rely on false evidence to make decisions or interpret events, the more drama you're going to cause in your life and the worse you're going to tend to feel. And because no one wants to feel bad, you want to fix or change the situation quickly. So now you're taking actions from this feeling, this bad sort of yucky feeling And the problem is that now you've snowballed because when you're taking actions from a feeling of feeling bad, it's going to show up in your results. Next, you're stuck in a cycle of proving your bad feelings are true because you're giving yourself more false evidence and you remain in all or nothing thinking. See the cycle? All or nothing is that things are either good or bad. Your performance was excellent or you think you're going to be terminated. If you're not perfect, then you're a failure. This binary way of thinking doesn't account for the nuances in life, the nuances in your career. There is no gray. There's no shades of gray. And this thinking can also be responsible for the negative thought patterns that you have about yourself and others. But listen, we all do this. It shows up in your performance, your internal dialogue, your interactions with others, and ultimately your results. Whether it's about your workplace place performance, the mindset work or meditation work that you're doing, a diet or exercise protocol, you think if you're not 100%, you're failing. If you're not hitting these things every single day, then the effort you have put in isn't good enough. And in the workplace, all or nothing tends to show up around our interaction with others or the evaluation of your own performance. So let me know if any of these sound familiar. The day starts off great, you're liking your job, but then you get an email and you abruptly think this place is the worst. Or another example, after a long wait, you finally have been promoted, but it's been a few months and the raise hasn't hit your bank account yet. And suddenly you're rehearsing all the things you're going to say to HR and finance about the delay. You've waited long enough. On a job interview, let's say the interviewer asks you a question about the gap in your employment. You weren't expecting this question and you're a little stumped. You're caught off guard and you you start fumbling for words and you 
feel time is ticking away and it's been like an eternity since you answered. And instead of leveraging the art of the awkward pause, you begin to feel self-conscious. You begin to ramble. You're fumbling for words because you think if you actually pause, it would make you look bad all or nothing. You don't give yourself a chance to think and you pressure your brain to find the right answer. But as you're starting to answer, you're judging yourself and you're all in your head and you're comparing yourself. So in the end, you don't answer the question as well as you would have liked. But this was probably a minute of the entire interview. And if you view this experience through the lens of all or nothing, you're likely to discount the performance with the other 99% of the interview. Another way I see it show up is that if you're involved in a group or a collaborative project, you're listening to others, you're contributing where you can, but after the meeting, you swiftly decide that you didn't do enough. You're not creative or strategic enough. Why didn't you get in there more? Why didn't you say more? You have ideas. Why didn't you share them? And then within minutes, you're in the the mindset of, you know what? I'm not suited for this project. And I should probably start looking for another job because this isn't going to go well. I used to do this to myself all the time. Meanwhile, I have a closet full of industry awards for my strategic and creative thinking. Didn't matter. The evidence didn't matter. It never matters with all or nothing. And that's the crux of the issue. I would decide that if my performance wasn't 100% all the time, that I must not be up to par. And that's the nothing part. So the nothing side of the all or nothing can result in, if we can't have everything, then we're going to take nothing. The brain twist is because you know you don't want to do nothing, but you've set the bar so high that it's It's like almost impossible for you to maintain your own expectations and the consistency that you're expecting of yourself in order to perform. When you default to all or nothing, you walk away from an experience and you think your performance was awful. And when you do that, you'll never get the gems of good in your performance because you're not evaluating. You're not looking for the good. You won't learn from your mistakes. And it's really hard to learn through the lens of self-criticism and judgment. And all of these thoughts, these feelings like fear, disappointment, self-judgment, and shame, that's what you're going to create when you have these thoughts. And then you're going to take action from that feeling. That action then is going to show up in your results. I also see all or nothing thinking show up when people are presenting or they're doing public speaking, because maybe you forget a point or two, and then your boss asks you a question and you just honestly don't know the answer. But you decide again that because your performance wasn't 100% on par as rehearsed, then it was nothing. And then what's super fun is you go global on your thoughts and you decide that you're no longer up for the next promotion cycle. And next up, you're in fears of couch surfing and being homeless. Do you see the thoughts era? Do you see the cycle that we do to ourselves? It's so harsh. So it's easy to see how all or nothing judgments about yourself will lower your confidence and your self-esteem in the process. And you know what? I'm betting that no one is speaking to you or about you in the same harsh manner that you are speaking about yourself. No one is harder on you than you are on yourself. It's so hard for those of us that are planners, perfectionists, if we're really detail-oriented, we default to all or nothing. We want to give it our all. We throw ourselves into work. 
And sometimes, look, all or nothing can be helpful because it can up-level your work, but you got to check yourself. If your motives are not about quality control or pure achievement, then you'll want to build a habit of catching your thinking so that all or nothing doesn't become the source of so many of your performance problems. You want to know what I think about all or nothing thinking? I'm going to tell you because you're here listening. So first, it's fear-based thinking, right? When you're stuck in all or nothing, you are frozen in fear. And we aren't able to see solutions because you're coming from fear. There's no alternate way of reasoning. And you are in fear because you are future tripping about what could happen. You're thinking about a future event, how you react, what you'll say, and then you'll wonder how it'll all turn out. You don't trust yourself to handle the future because you're not managing your mind. The second thing I believe about all or nothing is that it's really the easy way out. I know, I know, just stay with me. All or nothing is safe because it's a safe way to think. There's no cognitive dissonance. There's no creative tension. There's no ambiguity. You need to work your mindset and challenge your thinking. You want to be perfect. Who doesn't? But you so want to be sure that you're making the right decision, that you spin on indecision. There's no right or wrong answer. You choose and then you manage your mind. You think you're going to get a sign from something outside of you that will show you that this is the right answer. And it doesn't. Something external to you is never going to direct how you feel. Something external to you is going to give you a thought that will make you have a certain feeling, but you get to control the thought. The human brain loves all or nothing thinking because the brain loves certainty, ease, and efficiency. If the brain can quickly decide good, bad, right, wrong, all or nothing then saves you energy because you're not overthinking and you can move on. It's the all part of the thinking that requires your ultimate perfection. In episode 13 of this podcast, I talk about perfectionism and I define it as when you think you need to be perfect in order to be accepted, valued, or to succeed. You think your worth and your value is conditional based on your performance. The nothing part of all or nothing tends to be when you go global. You think you suck at everything. Everything you do is bad. You're failing at life. Or you think they suck, they're bad, and they're failing as a team. You're judging your performance, your relationships, and now suddenly you're judging your parenting skills. By the way, this type of all or nothing thinking, I just want to warn you, tends to commence minutes after the circumstance happens. And because you didn't catch it, that thought era, that momentum will ramp up over the next few hours or days if you don't learn how to train your brain. You may even launch into full-on imposter syndrome where you discount or diminish the obvious evidence of your abilities. You think you're a fraud and everyone knows it if they don't already know it. Perfectionism, imposter syndrome, negative thinking, or all or nothing thinking causes us to develop a negative view of ourselves and others. I'm going to say again, if you don't catch it, it's going to become your default mindset. If this is your default mindset, you're not going to be amplifying your strengths. And how is your performance going to be if your internal self-talk is so crappy all the time? It's really hard to perform under that harshness. 
And if you're like most anxious achievers, then you're going to want to work more, harder, longer hours. You think you're failing, so you throw more of yourself at the alleged problem. And next comes the burnout. Your personal and professional relationships may suffer. And it's easy for those who default to all or nothing to also struggle with depression and anxiety. All or nothing, you can't see alternatives. It's either or. Gone are all shades of gray. You want to find an alternative, but you only want to go for it if you know in advance the outcome, because you don't want to take the risk, because that will be required to manage your brain. You want the matrix red pill. You want to know now how it's going to turn out, because you your brain wants the easy way. You're frozen. This thinking leaves us with not having to think critically or to negotiate what we actually want to create in our lives. If you want to evolve yourself, your ideas, to grow, to take on new responsibilities, and to have an understanding that when you go to all or nothing, it's a fixed mindset. And that's an enormous tragedy. If you're in all or nothing with such intensity that you can't say where maybe you're wrong or that your mindset went into absolute thinking, you're going to be hurting your performance because you're so tied to being perfect or right that you're missing an opportunity to evolve. So the next time you have an experience and minutes later you find yourself in negative talk track of the all or nothing that's running around loose in your head, I want you to know that awareness precedes change. Notice it. You just have to notice the all or nothing thinking before you actually can change it. Once you notice it, here are some steps to consider. First, I want you to find the possibility. One of the anecdotes to this continual thought era of all or nothing is making an effort to look for the possibilities, the shades of gray, to accept that one question was thrown out at you during the interview that you didn't know the answer to, the rest of the interview went well, that's a possibility, or that your presentation to the CEO was strong, and yeah, you have a follow-up question that you didn't know the answer to, you're going to figure it out. But you can be in, yes, I did a good job and I have some follow-up to do. Yes, I responded to many questions on the interview and there was one that I felt like I could have responded better for. Second, challenge yourself with what is known as yes and thinking. One of the greatest trainings that my former agency put us through was improv. And the idea of being able to build off of yes and thinking was really crucial to strategy, creative thinking, planning, and being in possibility. I could do a good job and I don't have all the answers. You can hold space for multiple ideas. Remind yourself that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Find the middle. And when you find that middle, it's going to bring you some peace and calm. Third, question your thinking. When you find yourself in all or nothing, pause and ask yourself, is this true? Can I prove it? What am I missing? What do I need to learn here? I want you to know that the freedom lies in thinking and possibility in yes and thinking statements and in questioning your own thoughts. When you release the pressure on yourself, you can think clearly. You're able to take risks and failure doesn't become such a judgment. It's not either or. Failure just becomes one less way it's going to work. 
If you need help with this type of thinking, reach out, let me know. All or nothing thinking, perfectionism, imposter syndrome, and knowing how to level up in spite of feeling like a failure is the stuff that we work on in my coaching program. So often it helps to get someone else's assistance to get you there faster and with a lot less stress than going it alone. You can learn more at my website, jillgriffincoaching.com. All right, my friends, thanks for joining me this week. Until next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Career Refresh Podcast. If you're enjoying this and you want more information, go to my website, jillgriffincoaching.com. There you can find information on how to work with me one-on-one or my group programs, or even bring me into your workplace. I'll put the link to my website in the show notes. But hey, listen, before you go, do me a favor, rate and review this podcast because it definitely helps me get the word out to people everywhere so that they can also thrive in the workplace. All right, friends, I appreciate you. I'll see you soon. Bye.